0: Thank Minister Marvin Fant and this is Fantline and this week I have my lovely wife Janesta who is doing 10 godly tips for women, there's some very good tips, also for for us men maybe we can gain some um, aspects of how to treat women and what they go through also, so not just tips for women, but also lessons learned for for men. So sit back, take notes, enjoy, God bless. I want to give you 10 tips for women. Praise God. um, First, I want to read this scripture to you, Proverbs 31 and 30, and it says, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. For the woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. She opened her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. A godly woman is a woman who seeks to know, love, and serve God, to live joyfully and abundantly grace with grace and strength. A godly woman aspires. Proverbs fourteen and one says that the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. That's a wise woman. That's a godly woman. The one that builds a house. Praise God. And to be a godly woman, um, this woman must also be a believer. Uh, she must be a Christian. Um, she must know that. God is over her, that He is the head of her life. A Christian woman's life is about bringing her will, her will, and every, every her, uh, area of her life under the, the submission to God's will. And that's what any of us that, uh, that's born again, uh, we must uh, abandon uh, our will. Not our will, but God's will be done in our lives because. We, we will want a lot of things and to go the way we will want them to go. But as I always, um, practice. I try to practice anyway. Uh, nevertheless, Lord, I, I know what I want, but but what is your will? What is your will for my life? What is it that you want me to do? Um, so we have to be every area of my life, whether it be uh, on my job. Uh, what is his will? Um, with our children, what is his will in our in our community, in our church, with our, our spouses? What is, what is your will, Father, for us? And so um, she must be a believer. Uh, the second um, thing that I'm going to talk about is being trustworthy. Uh, she must have integrity. Make sure that she is a woman of her word and that she can be trusted and that people can rely on. Her. Uh, one thing I can say about, um, I've always said this about myself, in a sense, uh, I question because I know people uh, confide in, with, in me with so many things. And, uh, and I just, most of the stuff I don't even remember, to be honest with you. Uh, I just have a, I guess, that listening ear. And so, you know even strangers sometimes they'll start talking to me and I'm just like wow they really mistrust me <laughs> but they really you know and, but I try my best not to go out and repeat anything that people confide in me with um, that's one of the things that I've always um try to practice with the help of God uh it's just the whole secrets and that's one thing about uh mothers um, mothers you know I have three sons and They can come and each one of them can talk to me about different things. And um, they trust that when they talk to me about it that I'm going to keep it. And so I do my best. I don't try to go and tell one son what the other uh, brother said or whatever. I just try to make sure that they feel they're comfortable enough to come and talk to me and to confide in me. And I want that same thing, um, you know. With other people as well so uh, that's one of the things that I thank God for uh, that she can be trusted and that people can rely on her Uh, this includes her husband uh, family and friends it's also about character it's an inward quality and it will reveal on the outside so if um, we have a person that keep our word or if we don't keep our word uh, it's going to show the true character is going to show. So just being a trustworthy person. Um, the next thing that I'm going to talk about is being a temperate woman. First Timothy 3 one says that um, in the same way, women are to be worthy of respect, uh, not malicious, talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. And it means being able to master your own desires and passions Temperance is a gift from God. It, it, it really is. And, you know, in Second Timothy 1.7, uh, the Bible tells us that, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of power, love, and of a sound mind. So having um, that temperance, and with God's help, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can practice temperance. We really can. So um, it's not something maybe, you know, you're just going to, do right away or come overnight but we can and if we have that temperate mind and that temperate spirit we can keep ourselves from getting in so much trouble praise God <laughs> we really can um so the fourth thing that I'm going to talk about is um, and this is one of the things that is um that I see in um, in our women and it bothers me uh, because we feel You know, I'm not going to say all women, because all women are not like this, but especially our younger women, our younger generation, because they're coming up feeling like uh, in order to um, get the attention of a man or just get the attention of a person, uh, that they got to show more skin. And um, I, I can be looking on social media, and one of the things I can see is women that really exploring themselves and wanting that attention. Um, they're hoping that and knowing that somebody's going to see it Um, and that's that's not a good thing you know we gotta as women we gotta be able to know our value and and how to respect ourselves because if we don't respect ourselves nobody else is going to and especially men men are not going to respect us if we don't respect ourselves we're just putting everything out there for them uh, to see um, and say hey you know I'm inviting you coming you know what we're going to get the attention that we draw um, but the fourth one is that she adorns herself appropriately and uh, let's go to first timothy 2. i'm going to go to first timothy we we'll go to the bible here in the new testament You know um, that I see, and, and we have so many women and things that are being exploited, and uh, women are being abducted, and uh, uh, even little girls—not just women, but little girls as well—and uh, young young females is it, being abducted and sex trafficking, and uh, it's, you know, grown men, you know praying on them, and so we, you know, we've, we've got to teach our girls, we've got to teach our young ladies that um, they're more than just breasts and hips and, and things like that. We've got to teach them so much more uh, about themselves, who they are, and that they're fearfully and wonderfully made, and 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 God made them beautiful, and that um, they don't have to go out and seek, any, you know, that attention, that once they know that why God made them, because we've got to speak into their lives and why God made them and what He made us for, then we don't have to go out there look for that kind of that wrong attention. So, second, first Timothy, sorry, first Timothy 2, First Timothy two, uh, nine says, likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing. Now, you know, we were talking about in the Bible days because because in this scripture says. Uh, to dress modestly and discreetly, not with braided hair. Now, you know, we know there's nothing wrong with braided hair. Because um, I know, you know, that's just one of the things that we do. Um, not with gold or pearls or costly garments. And I love my jewelry. So I'm not going to tell females i not wearing your jewelry. Because I love my jewelry. And I love gold and I love pearls. But it's the way we present ourselves. good works as is proper for women making a claim to godliness. And so a godly woman should dress modestly, not on just Sunday, but every day. Don't dress to get attention from others, especially of the opposite sex. You know, nothing wrong with taking care of our looks, but we must be careful of not crossing that line and inviting lust from men instead. Uh, because sometimes we know there are certain things that you know, that we put on and um, we got to think, okay, who, where is this, you know, this attention going to be coming from? Who's going to be getting this attention per se? So we got to be careful how we dress sometimes. Um, so we have to make sure we don't get that lust from men and fans. Um, the worldly women teach us that the more skin you show, the sexier you are. But it's not how a godly Christian woman does. Um, Your inside beauty is what matters. Having the beauty of gentle and of a quiet spirit, this is what makes you shine. Not dressing half naked, um, showing all the skin and um, parading and gyrating, you know, for for that attention. Um, We just have to be modest. And being modest, it does get attention, you know. Judgment when dressing. And if you feel uncomfortable when you put it on, most likely it's the Holy Spirit speaking, saying that it's not good. Um, because I've seen um, sometimes how women uh, get dressed to go to church. Not, thank God, not in the church that I go to. I'm not saying my church is perfect, but I've seen on television, and you can see. Um, how some women are dressed, and you think, okay, uh, I don't think that's really appropriate because if the man of God is preaching and um, to me, and, and there's cleavage showing, or if this the, the dress is too short, and, and and when you sit down, there's possibly that something might be revealed. Then yes. Um, God is there to bring the word of God and we got to think too you know his wife is there so how do you think that makes her feel uh, when her husband is there giving the word this man of God is giving the word and 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 don't say well he should be looking no uh, it's got a man gonna look you know because that's how God designed him was to look and uh, but if we're putting it out there then of course, yes, you're going to look and it's going to draw, it's going to be a distraction and it's going to draw the wrong attention. So, uh, it's your beauty, uh, your inside beauty is what really matters. Uh, dress yourself with strength and dignity. Praise God. So I'm going to move on from there. I know sometimes uh, certain things that we don't want to hear, but and it always don't feel good, but it, it's, right <laughs> but it is right um the first, the next thing i'm going to talk about is discernment and that goes back with talking about how we uh, you know we feel uncomfortable and something makes us feel uncomfortable when we put it on then we need to use discernment and say you know maybe i should put this on so discernment and wisdom let's go to philippians 1 9 Praise God. Philippians one nine. So we're talking about um, discernment and wisdom. So Philippians one nine says, and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. And then Proverbs three thirteen says. How blessed is the man or the woman who finds wisdom, and the man who gains understanding. And when you go down to Proverbs 3.13, and in the 14th verse, it says, For her profit is better than the profit of silver, and her gain better than gold. So woman must practice discernment because this shows that she can make good choices. This sermon helps us to judge rightly, see clearly, and understand spiritual things. It allows us to know the difference between what is good and what is bad, when to speak and when to to be silent, and to ask God for it, and He will freely give it to us. Because, you know, sometimes we as women, yes, You know, because I've been guilty of it myself. Like I said, what I give to you, I give to me. And I, you know, I have to learn from it. And sometimes it bites me too. It's when I'm studying it and and, and having to bring it. uh, Yes, the Holy Spirit, yes, deals with me as well. (laughs) Uh, But just sometimes when we want to speak and we want to lash back, sometimes, you know, it's just best to be silent Um, and let God. Handle the situation. Um, let him fight that battle, or whatever. Um, most times, when we we, we constantly just chatting and, and and wanting our way, and we'll say things that we shouldn't say, or we'll do things that we shouldn't do. And but it, you know, but having that spirit of discernment, when to to not say anything and choose a battle. receive these gifts and put them into practice. God is eager to share these gifts with us if we just ask Him, and He loves to give these gifts to us. Praise God. So, the next one I'm going to talk about is, She Manages the Home. So, let's go to Genesis To eighteen, it talks about God giving man a helpmeet, and we are supposed to be a helpmeet to our husbands. We are not supposed to be um, the man. We are not supposed to be the provider. We are not supposed to be the head of the house because God did not do that. Um, that's not His order, and He gave us instructions on how we were to be. And so, first. Let's see, Genesis 2, uh, the 18th verse, it says, Then the Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper that is suitable for him. And so, a lot of times, when things are not ran the correct way in the home, it's because things, you know, if it's out of order, if we're not allowing that man to be um, who God designed him to be, and we want to step in and try to do it ourselves. That's out of order. God didn't uh, instruct us that way. He said, I will find you a helper, a uh, help me. So we're to help our husbands, but we're to manage our homes. Um, Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of the woman, and God is the head of the Christ. Ah, No. The word of God this is what he tells us so long it has been out of the, the order in the will of God but if we just get back to the will of God and what he wants for our lives we can see that things will move and work so much better and smoothly because uh, you know we as women you know we're, we were not designed to carry on a lot of things that the men or our husband were designed to, to, to carry and so that's why we're frustrated, we overworked, and we ill, and, uh, and 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 fussy, or whatever. It's because we are not aligned with the Word of God like we should be. And so, Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of the woman, and God is the head of Christ. So we're going to go to First Corinthians 11. chapter. up scripture, so if you want to see it for you, what it says, is there, okay, okay, here we go, so wives, be subject to your own husband as to the Lord, that's in the 23rd verse, 25. head of the wife, as Christ also is head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. Okay? And then it says, but as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives. wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it just as christ also does the church because we are members of his body for this reason shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh okay so and i know you're saying Sometimes women that, but what if he's not following Christ? Then that's when we we're to pray, and we're to trust God, and we know that the Bible tells us there's scripture that says, "Follow me if I follow Christ." If he's a man that's following Christ, give him that 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 that, that, that due respect. And then if he's not following Christ, and Pray for him, for God to, to deliver him, pray, pray for God to save him, and pray for him to be that godly husband or that godly father, that godly man that you want to see uh, in that man. So, just don't throw him away. with the bathwater, boy, as they say. say. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm just speaking in terms of... Letting our husbands lead us and, and having that role in the home, praise God. So, so so many times, men don't have that that role in the home, right? They're supposed to have, and um, sometimes it's uh, by their own um, by their own fault, or or sometimes it's because sometimes as women we don't allow them to be um, that head as they should. So he is to be head of his home, but his wife is to be the manager of the home. So this is what I was talking about, being that uh, managing for uh, that to that. Praise God. Um, these these roles should not conflict with each other, but instead they should complement each other. She should be able to manage the money, um, be a bargain shopper. She is to be frugal her finances of the home being a manager of the home is an authority that god wants men to give to their wives uh, a christian husband should stand back and allow his wife to manage their home without trying to interfere and micromanage her as she does this because if she's a godly woman um, she's a woman that wants, wants something out of life and, and want a great family then allow her to, to be that uh, uh, God's husband should allow his wife to be that in the home, because this is what God has equipped us to be. God has equipped the wife to be, um, to make the home the best that it can be. And, you know, because I hear some women saying, well, um, my husband want to tell me how I should decorate the house and how I should do that. And i would be like, that's my domain. That's our domain. And so to make the home, you know, beautiful, um, let us do that. So, um, but yeah, we're to manage the home and making sure that it's clean, uh, that it's taken care of, that the finances um, that we don't squander the finances, um, that um, that we just like I said, just be fruitful with the money of the home. Praise God. We're to be virtuous and held in high esteem. That's um, Proverbs thirty-one and twenty-eight says. Her children rise up and bless her, and her husband also, and he praises her. Um, the next one is that she to be a hard worker, constantly being a watcher or keeper of the house, or caring for the affairs of the house. Making, like I said, making sure that uh, the house is taken care of and um, the things that is needed in the house that is there. Um, we, we know what's needed in the home. We know how to manage that home, and, uh, and we're to manage it well. And so um, constantly being a watcher and a keeper. I can remember when um, my three sons, Marcus, Kevin, and Antoine were little, and you know, we, we watched how the company, the friends that they would have. And so there were only a few that we would allow them to hang with? That they would come over to our house, and if, if I had a bad feeling about it, uh, I would say no, you can't hang with them. And you know they didn't like it a lot of times. But um, later on down the road, something would happen um, to the people that they wanted to hang out with, and they would say, "I oh, And I was like, "That is why um, I said no, you can't hang with them because." You know i would tell them i was like i know what their parents would let them do or whatever but you're my responsibility you're um you're your father and my responsibility so we have to watch out for you and making sure that you go in the right direction so and as they got older they understood that and um now that they have kids um, they definitely understand that <laughs> um then we are to train our children in the, in the truth of god um so, Proverbs 22 and 6, praise God, and I'm going to be wrapping this up here soon. am not going to be here before you long, but I just wanted to give you some tips. Praise God. So, Proverbs 22 and 6 um, tells us that train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so, we're not, you know, our children have got to grow. But while they're little, we have to give them instruction. To help lead them in the way that they should go in the right direction um, not the way of the world but with the with the word of God and so when we train them in the way they should go oh yeah a lot of times because we did it you know we depart from from, from what our parents taught us but they'll come back and they'll remember everything that we that you taught them and that we taught them because we did with our parents and so yeah we went out and we explored things and we did things and but glory be to god you know like i said we remember the word of god and on how to live and how we were taught so we are to train our children in the truth of god teaching children the truth of scripture would make them wise for salvation it would thoroughly equip them to do good works prepare them to give an answer to everyone who asked them the reason for their hope and it will prepare them to withstand the onslaught of cultures bent on indoctrinating young people with secular values. We have been given the privilege of being stewards of our children's lives for a very short time, but the teaching continues and the training continues on. And that's eternal. And then we are su- supposed to submit to our husband, and I went over that. And if you have a hard time with doing that, because <laughs> I'm not going to go back into that because I went into that a little bit earlier, but if you have a hard time doing that, pray to God and trust God that it's all going to work out the way that it should. So this is my 10 for women. I pray that you've been blessed, and I pray that you have a wonderful and blessed day. Praise God. <coughs> Bye.